My cat Bruno is obsessed with the outdoors, but he's an indoor cat, but I have a harness for him. And when I tell you that, like, he gets up in the morning, he'll wake me up and he meows and meows and meows. He has a certain meow that everybody knows is like Bruno wants to go outside and he'll come in and he literally communicates that to me. Like, okay, time to take me for a walk. And we got to go outside. He got to do runs around the yard and the grass. And then when he's ready to come back in, he'll let me know that. Like, it's never on my time. It's never like, okay, Bruno, let's go back in. It's when he decides to. It's hilarious. Yeah, so you're one of those crazy cat ladies with her cat on a leash. I love it. Yep. And proud of it. And proud oh, of proud it. of it. Oh, I have yeah. a backpack for him, too. He's been in pet <laughs> in my backpack. It's like a see-through backpack. Like, you can see him, and he just lies down in his backpack and is on my back. It's hilarious. I grew up just like any other kid in Port Newfoundland. Around, on, and sometimes even in the water. I grew up wanting to be a sailor, uh, just like my father. I eventually sailed on ships all over the world for 20 years. Then I met this guy. Greg Wells. He bought a hundred-year-old church in my hometown. Along with a great team of people, there's some very special things happening there. My name is Ryan Gates. This is my hometown of Winter in Newfoundland. This is Downey's Bank, Silly Cove Records Podcast. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Downey's Bank Podcast. As per usual, I'm your host, Ryan Gates, and today I'm joined by the lovely Miss Rachel Cousins. Welcome to the show, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, thanks for coming to Winterton last weekend. <laughs> that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, I had fun. Uh, I, I've, I've heard from, I mean, obviously it's a small town and we're doing big things in a small town. I mean, this is this is huge news. Obviously, everything we're doing at, at Trinity Hall and Silly Cove Records is big news. So mm-hmm. I've had a ton of people who've reached out to me just in, since the show saying, oh, my God, the opening act was so good. Oh, my God, Rachel was so good. All the, the room sounded so good. It, all of the above was uh, had already been mentioned to me in just in a couple of days. And seeing mm-hmm. the response on, online as well, people liking posts, sharing posts, talking about it, um, it was it was unique because again, this is really our first show. We've, we had, uh, um, an album release party for Courtney Wicks way back, uh, when we did our grand opening and the grand opening was a show all in itself, but our first ticketed paid show where we actually went out to the public and said, okay, we have a product to offer. Are you willing to pay the price? Uh, we all went in fingers crossed and it was Rachel cousins live at Trinity hall. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, uh, it was a sold out show. Uh, right down to the water. Actually, I'll call a sold out show if there's like five seats left that are individual seats or whatever. I'll usually call it a, yep. sell- a sellout because realistically a, a couple can't come and purchase those that seat. Uh, yep. But in, in, in the case of Rachel Cousins Live at Trinity Hall, it was actually a full sellout. We had five seats left and it was three and it was two and it was one and it was, we sold the last seat 15 minutes before the show started. So uh, full capacity for, for the show. Um, we had a great opening act of Oh, gotta get their names right now, or there'll be something mad at me. Uh, Alyssa Delaney, yeah. <laughs> Emma Percy, and Hillary North. Um, mm-hmm. Three young girls, 16 years old, who uh, attend our local high school here. They're going to grade 12 this year, and and talented young singers in their own right. And uh, uh, really uh, blew the roof off it even before you had a chance to get on stage. So um, mm-hmm. I want to introduce you before we get talking about all that good stuff. Uh, give people a little bit more background on you. So. Uh, first and foremost, you're the first townie on, on the Downey's Bank podcast. Grew, <laughs> born and raised, growing up in St. John's, right? Yep. Yeah. No, and and no discredit. A lot of my best friends are are townies, but uh, it's a it's a it's a different dynamic and a different way of growing up too. Certainly oh, musically, 100%. you're yeah, um, for sure. Like, 
what kind of an impact do you think growing up in the city and having access to all that live music and all those venues how did that impact you growing up oh my goodness i mean a lot of my family comes from the beer peninsula um i, I have tons of family out in point may and grand bank and marystown um but honestly like there's not a lot of music in my family um you know of course there's like the scattered guitar and, and all that kind of stuff during christmas especially and shed parties but um in terms of like music in the family there wasn't a whole lot of it but my family loves music and they've always loved music before um i even became a part of their world um my parents would take me it like anywhere that, that they went after they had me my mom said that there was many a night where um i was literally stuck down her feet in my in my rocker just like absolutely sound asleep in a bar just listening to music everywhere i went like i was that baby um, and I'm grateful for my parents for doing that because I think that it did instill a lot of like musicality and stuff in me. Um, and my parents were always just so um, supportive and making sure that I got out to see this music because it wasn't in my family. They knew that they had to go that extra step to like expose me to this stuff and put me in singing lessons and um, get me to the places I need it to be to hear and see more music. So yeah, my family loves music and adores it just as much as I do. And I think that that's a big part of why I do what I do as well. I think that's the beautiful thing about music is you don't need to be musically talented or musically inclined to still have your, your fingers in the pie, so to speak, because like mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm a musician, but I mean, hobby at best. Like I'm, you know, guy picks up the guitar at a party. I can play it for a couple of hours of old tunes. Can I sing? Yeah. Yes. Should I sing? Mm, probably, <laughs> probably not. Right. But again, I still love music and here I am right. now involved with, with this project where I, I still get to be heavily involved in music and, and talking with folks like yourself who are, you know, um, you maybe you're a professional musician at this point, you're, you're working your way through your own career. And, uh, and it really keeps me connected to something that I'm really passionate about as well. I'm right. uber jealous. Like when I hear you guys singing and playing guitar, I feel like coming home and beating up all my stuff, like the big, <laughs> big fire in the backyard and burn my guitars. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really a beautiful thing. And in chatting with your folks, and I mean, I believe it was your grandfather was at the show too, wasn't he? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was, yeah. So just, just chatting, chatting with some of your family and stuff. I can, I can feel the passion in them too for music, whether they're musical or not, because, mm -hmm. um, I think, I think that as a whole, Newfoundlanders in general, I think we're probably a lot more musical and musically inclined than uh, per capita than probably yep. anywhere else in Canada. I know I got nothing to back that up with, but just from my own travels, I've traveled a lot. Yep. And I totally agree. People are into it, right? Yep, 100%. Um, so let's talk some more about you before we get talking about your connection with Trinity Hall and the Cove Records and all that good stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So you started off roughly around the same age as the girls who opened for you, which I think is a cute, cute fact in itself. So yeah. you're 22 years old now. You started mm -hmm. when you were 16-ish, mm, taking it to that next level of, of, of seriousness. Obviously, you've been singing and and playing before uh before you were 16 but that's when you really kind of launched into it because i remember you i remember hearing your name the first time i believe it was when you you won the sing in a contest is that correct yes yeah okay so walk us through how how that kind of you know you you win an award and you kind of get a bit of you know the local press and all that good stuff and uh and and how that leads into a you know what i want to take this incredibly seriously and kind of dive into it for for a career how does that progression happen um, so I started in musical theater as a young girl. Um, as soon as I could speak, I was singing and I was putting off shows in my living room for my parents and always asking to be on camera and stuff like that. So they put me in musical theater from a very young age and I got a taste for being on stage and um, what that adrenaline rush was like. And the minute that I was put on stage like that, I was, you know, hooked. And then things like Sing and L happened, like competitions. 
And it was more so of like a reassuring thing for me. Um, it showed me how capable I was of being able to like fight the nerves and get on these stages and um, do it competitively at that kind of level. And um, so, yeah, it just showed me like my capabilities as an artist when I was like 16, 17 ish. And then I was writing and recording music. So I got a taste of the studio. Um, all of that happened like within those few years. And it was when I like started to really take music seriously mm -hmm. when all that happened, just because I knew how capable I was then, I think. Yeah, and I, I like that you mentioned that because the vote of confidence, I think, is a big thing, certainly with young people. Old people like mm -hmm. me, like when you get into your 30s and 40s, I don't really care what people think. I mean, to be honest, if it's something I want to do, right. I'm going to do it. I think yeah. for young people, however, uh, like, you, like, again, yourself going and winning that, uh, that, that contest and, and, again, people, you know, coming out to the forefront, people you've never met before. Because, again, mm -hmm. I'm one of those people who if you want to, if you want to compliment, if you want to compliment, ask your family, right? You're right. never going to get the honest full honest opinion. Maybe you will, maybe in your situation, because you're a little bit different, but, uh, but for the most part, family are incredibly biased. But when you get perfect right. strangers who come up and say, that was beautiful, or this was nice, or I like that, or I like that, mm -hmm. or I didn't like this, or I didn't like that. I think that that means a lot more to the individual, certainly the artist, than, uh, than, than hearing it from your, from, from your friends and family, because uh, they, mm -hmm. they tend to fall into the cheerleader category right. really, really quickly, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you you've had you've had this early success as as a teenager and and then decided you've clear, clearly made a decision you wanted to move forward with this but then you start having further successes you know you've got some some spots on tv and in in movies hockey in canada was an interesting one that i read in your bio how did that yeah. come about? um that came about because of my publishing deal um the thing that you know vince is so very good at vince and patrick who are like I call them my team pretty much. They're like a dream team. Um, so they, they, you know, reach out about these like sinks and these placements and hockey night in Canada was one of them. And they played let go on hockey night in Canada. Um, like between a transition thing of like when, you know, when the play stops and then whatever um, they played let go and it was unreal. Like I come from a hockey family too. My dad's big yeah. in the hockey. My brother is too. So of course we were all like aware of this and what was going on. So that was huge. That was really, really exciting. Cause it's something that I've, like heard about all my life like hockey in canada is big when you're in a hockey family so to have my song played during that it was pretty cool yeah i must say and that song has seen a lot of success as well i mean aside from getting played on local radio which is it's still a staple now uh how, mm -hmm. how old is the song for starters that i don't know oh Maybe god uh 2017 2018 it's i think it's yeah it's been a little bit yeah yeah, and uh, and it's still uh, in regular regular circles on on uh, on our local hits hit station. I, it's really funny. I can't remember. I cannot remember the the situation or what it was. It was something leading up to the grand opening? We had already decided you were coming, and I was like, I got to reach out to Rachel about something that crossed my mind. I was at Walmart yeah. at the time, and then yeah. boom, on comes the song. I was like, okay, I clearly got to call her right now, and we got to sort <laughs> this out right now because like this is so so obscure, right? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and, and that's when I, I, I mean, I heard your name, like I said, as a, as a, as a child, uh, as a child artist, but mm -hmm. when that song dropped originally and I heard it on, on, on our low, again, on local stations for the first time, I was like, okay, now this girl's got some talent and it's more noticeably not Celtic Irish Newfoundland music, which is what yeah. you technically when, when, and that's no knock on that industry because I love it. I dearly, dearly love traditional yeah. music, but, uh, it's not where we've bred a lot of success as right. as as a as a, a community that develops artists so yeah. what about that i mean coming into coming into your your more formidable years uh and knowingly going on a road that's kind of untraveled for a new mm -hmm. artist um 
what what were your big what were your big stumbling blocks or, or, or I, I know you wrote a song about, about failure failure to fear to fail sorry hmm. uh, fear of failure and um i'd like to just for you to elaborate on that a little bit because i think i think a lot of people might be able to connect with that yeah um that was a big part of my career honestly was like becoming a pop artist in newfoundland um there's a there's a, a a little bit of like rap and stuff here like when you get down to the rap community like there's a lot of great artists and stuff here i think that's another thing about newfoundland is that um if you're not trad and if you're not you know whatever folk even then you're kind of like tucked away not not even on your own like not by your own hand but you're just kind of tucked away into like other venues and this kind of thing and it's not it's not as publicized so there's a lot of like music sitting in newfoundland that um I believe would totally break through to like mainstream radio and stuff, but it's just a little more tucked away. So for me, that was a big challenge when I released let go. I was also going away from like my folk roots, like this fire, which was my first debut EP Um, that started as like a folk rock kind of thing. So like to branch out from that, I was afraid that people weren't going to get it. I was afraid that people were going to say, Oh my God, she's switching genres, like not going to listen to it anymore. Uh, I was afraid it just like, wasn't going to be, taken well in newfoundland like the other thing is that newfoundland has an aging population like that is just like how it is um and newfoundland has been an aging population for years so, so i was also just like nervous about like my aesthetic and my visuals and like my lyric content like all of those things i thought about a lot because i was like i'm afraid that the people of newfoundland are going to hear this and be like oh just another one of those trash party songs and whatever but it wasn't. And I was very, very, very surprised. I'm not going to lie when people were like, oh, this is like, I really like this, this pop stuff for you. So then when I got further into that, um, I genuinely just like over time began loud and proud saying like, I don't like genres. I don't like genres. I'm not conforming to them anymore. My next song that I'm releasing is going to be once again, different than what I've been releasing. Um, and then the song after that is going to be different again, but that's how I like making music. Like I, what I've always done is just make and release upon how I'm feeling about it. Um, there's lots of mainstream artists now who are putting an acoustic song on an album. And then the next one is like a dance track. So like, why not? You know what I'm saying? And I think mm. that the more Newfoundland gets that idea um, that the main, that like the mainland and mainstream music already have, I think it's just going to be so sick to see a bunch of music just flourishing like in our province because of that, because people will just start giving up on genres and conforming music like that yeah that yeah i guess we can just knock it on the head there this is it podcast is over you killed it <laughs> no i'm just kidding we can't let you go yet no that's <laughs> but, but, but so true though i mean uh, yeah. there, there really is and i think i think i don't want to put words in greg's mouth because that's not fair but um i think when he came with the original version vision for trinity hall i think he envisioned just that. I mean, he grew up in a, in a Newfoundland-based family, so there was all yeah. those all those traditional roots and traditional music mm -hmm. that he had, he was familiar with. But I don't I don't think. And actually, I know because I've heard him say it before. He 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 was completely gobsmacked at the level of talent that he stumbled upon to on this little island. Right. And I think it's because we've been a bit of a a cultural melting pot of all kinds of. I mean, obviously, we don't have a. <laughs> we are we are one of the whitest populations in Canada. I will say that, I'm, but that's mm. that's 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 slowly changing as well. But yeah. outside of that, there are still a lot of cultures that have come in 
you know, the the French and the English and the, yep. the, the, the Spanish, like all, all these. And a lot know, of Irish too. That's a lot of, of like the culture, right? See, so it's like a mixing yep. pot of cultures. Like that's what it is. Yeah. And I, I think that that's what's breeding such amazing music. And, and, yep. and, and Greg being who he is flipped onto that really quickly. And it's like, okay, yeah. We got to capture some of this and, 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 and give it a little, like he says, blow a little bit of wind in the sail. Cause like yeah. you guys don't need any help. There's no help mm -hmm. needed, but if there's some that can be offered. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, which leads me to my next topic. Um, mm -hmm. I think we'll drop a little bit of news right now that Greg has offered to do some songwriting with you. Yeah. Mr. Greg Wells reached out to mm -hmm. Rachel cousins and said, Rachel, you can you can proceed because I think it's time to that we at least let down because that's going to happen regardless. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I'm like over the moon because this is. I mean, obviously, this is like a dream come true. When because like as a as a as a pop artist and as like a singer songwriter, I have a lot of like people who are like my ideals to work with. Like, there's a lot of producers that I just think about and I'm like, oh my god, like the tracks we could make and da 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 da. And I know my producer does the same thing. It's just like how we work, like how our brains work. Thinking about people who like oh, I know we would make a good song together, et cetera, et cetera. And Greg is obviously one of those producers to me. Like I've always looked at him as like genuinely an icon when it comes to like music and songwriting and all of these things. Um, and I I often have like, and this is not me saying like, I'm so smart, but I just, I, I think starting my career so young, I kind of have a radar for like when I know that a person is genuine and when I know that a person is a genius without shoving it in your face. Um, you can just look at them and be like, oh, I know that their ticker is ticking all the time, but they won't let you see that. And I got that from Greg immediately. And that is another reason why I was just like so excited to work with him and so grateful and honored that um, he'd even bring that on to me because, yeah, because it's like a genuine and a, and a genius thing. And I can tell that the ticker is ticking and you're thinking of things that maybe other people haven't thought of. And that's what I love about people is like when you find connections like that. So that's why I'm so excited. Like, I think that this will be a really good opportunity to see like what Greg is able to bring out of me musically and what we're able to bounce around with and that kind of stuff. Like that's what really gets me excited when I think about new projects like this. Yeah. And, and I find it really interesting too, because Greg has been incredibly successful in the pop field. And I think I'll probably be the first to tell you that pop is not something he grew up on. So right. like, you know, I think having that, having that, cause I mean, Greg is, 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 is jazz, is jazz trained to the hilt yeah. when it comes to his upbringing. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that, that parlays really well into, into the creative side of the pop music that he's been a part of. So, um, I'm super, I'm super excited. I am, I'm over the moon to see what you guys can come up with. And, uh, and, and I mean, Greg's written on some really important albums. I mean, he, he, he co-wrote with Adele on 21 and only yeah, like he's best. written some of my that's that's the other thing like he's he's been a part of some of my favorite music which is like yeah. you know yeah now listen to you, you don't need to explain it to me every every day i have a pinch me <laughs> moment with this whole project right? every single day because uh my favorite thing about greg wells going back to your previous point is that unless you knew his success or unless he told you you would yeah. never know right exactly and to me that's the consummate professional Right. Like very important. Yeah. Like, oh, if if I was as, as successful as Greg Wells, you'd know it. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm like, I'd be that'd be that'd be the elephant. I'd be standing in the center of a room letting everybody know. <laughs> like, yeah, no. No, I don't think you would, but I, I get where you're coming from. Um but yeah, no, like to, to, to that point, I think that that and I mean I, I I'm not gonna 
not going to pat myself on the back here any in any way, shape, or form, but in different projects I've been involved with over the years, I've had a chance to mingle with and associate myself with people like Greg. Not all were at that quite that level of success, Grammy yeah. award-winning artist type thing, like world-renowned, but I've I've had the opportunity to work with some very very successful people in different industries, and mm -hmm. they all have that common bond that uh, underneath they're all just regular the regular people, and they carry themselves as such. And I've truly believed that's part of the recipe for success. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm interested to see what you got what you guys can cook up because uh again, fantastic, fantastic uh songwriter himself. And and like I said, Greg Greg has said many times, I've heard him say it many times, he's like, I'm not a songwriter, but I am a songwriting collaborator. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He yeah. uh, he he've said it to me many times. He's like, No, no, I'm I'm a musician first, but he said the songwriting thing is something that I've, you know, been able to be a part of and be successful with. Uh, right. which I even find hilarious a Greg He's like, oh no, I'm I'm yeah, I'm multi instrumentalist, yes, but I, I'm a drummer. I'm like, you play piano better than anybody I've ever heard in my life. Ever. Oh yeah, right. So again, that was great. Yeah, super 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 humble dude. Um, and I think, like I said, I think that's why he and that's why he fits in so well here. I mean, generally, generally, mm -hmm. Newfoundlanders are pretty easygoing, humble people. So I think uh, I think that was a part of his upbringing and uh, and makes him makes him what well he is today. But anyway. Like I said, you guys phew, can't wait to see it. You heard it here first. Rachel's going to be writing a tune with at least at least a tune with uh, yeah. with Greg. So that's going to be real exciting stuff. So what else you got coming up now in in the near future? I know you've got a new track dropping. You kind of hinted to that a minute ago. Yeah, so I'm dropping a new song. I haven't even released the name of it yet because I wanted I I'm like really excited to just see people's raw reaction to this music. I haven't released anything since Aura, so I'm really excited to just like see it all unfold as it is. There's been a few hints, like people won't notice it, like subliminal, sub, wait, subliminally hinting about like um, the lyrics and the name of the song on my Instagram for months. Like we've been, you know, and I'm sure if people listen to this, they're going to go back and stock my Instagram and that's fine. Hopefully you find what the song of the name yeah, or what the, the song is. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little scavenger hunt for people. But um, yeah, so I'm releasing a new song on the 12th. And then I I already have a bunch of music because the past few months I've been really focused on writing and recording. Um, so yeah, I've worked with some like really great people. I made a trip up to Halifax and wrote some tunes um, as of recent, made really great connections at ECMAs. So like the past few months have just been all, all of those follow-ups, like writing more music and recording that. So there's a whole bunch of music like in my roster now that I'm just waiting and I'm so excited. Like I'm so excited to, to like finally get more visuals and more music out and just like be on that role again. So yeah, right now I'm in full on like writing and recording mode. Um, and then hopefully like after a summer of singles, I'll be really, really heavy into album writing mode. So yeah. Yeah. That's what we're, that's what we're real excited about now too. Cause I mean, Aura was a great album. I shouldn't say was. it is a great album. Thank I hate you. saying was like it's past tense and, and, and I know, but I talk about it the same way. Know, it's a, like a dead album now. And then you come up with another one. <laughs> No, yeah, all so, uh, that, I swear to God, all artists do that. <laughs> Everybody does that. And then you're like, oh, I still have to perform this this album. And I'm already over that. And you're like, my audience hasn't even heard it yet. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I know. I know. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> what I'd like to chat about briefly is is because, I mean, you've had some and I mean, in recent years, really, really interesting success and connections with some of the big wigs in, 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 in the local industry, i.e. Alan Doyle. Um, you and Alan are, I don't want to say BFFs cause that might be a little bit of a heavy one, but you guys, you guys, you guys have become friends and he clearly appreciates you as an artist. How did that relationship kind of come about? 
Um, so it was during, well, actually I sang with Alan, uh, a few years ago when he was doing a gig, um, down at the Mallard cottage down at the Mallard Inn. Seen the clip. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally it, it's mm. all over Facebook. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube too, but, um, he'd invited me to sing with him. Um, and we sang an Irish song together and it was like absolutely beautiful. And then we just stayed in contact after that. I remember being gobsmacked that that even happened. And I was like, so excited but after that he just like he's another one of those guys like a, a lot of people know that about alan that he's just like another genuine genius yeah. um so he he just stayed in contact with me after that and i've said that he's he was like a mentor to me like throughout the um throughout that project songs from home um he just took me under his wing like especially during covid that was really helpful to me um and just like taught me a lot about music and taught me a lot about being an artist um, and not not even intentionally, but just by watching and just by talking to me, like he just taught me a lot about that. Mm. Um, and yeah, he's always been great. Like anytime that, you know, he has anything or or anything like that, like I'm always messaging him and saying congrats. And he's he's just always been very genuine. And he cares a lot about like the youth music here, too, um, which is like amazing as well, because there's a lot of like really, really great um, musicians that have been, you know, known for years and years and years in the city. So then when they help lift up the next generation of music, um, that means a lot. So, you know, for Alan to be doing that for me, it's like, that's, it's just really important. My mom says it all the time that like, you know, like the Alan Doyle and Corey Tetford and all of them, those were like the guys that she would watch in the bars growing up. And she's like, those are the people that are now helping like my generation of musicians mm -hmm. here in Newfoundland. Um, Corey's another one who literally like mentored me. I don't, he wouldn't even, I, he wouldn't even like say that he helped me this much, but like he, he really did. Um, just a bunch of those guys just helped me a lot more than they even think they did when I was just doing shows with them at like 16 years old. And they were the, they were the band talking to me about being a musician and growing up in the industry. Like they've always been like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm very, very grateful for that because then, you know, we're the next generation of music. And then I'll do it the same for the next gen. Like, it, I think it's just such a beautiful thing. So if anything, my connection with Alan just like showed me the importance of that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, and, and I can see that in you too. Cause I, well, I mean, all this stuff has come in full circle. Cause I, I've, well, I don't know you well, I've gotten to know you a little bit through this process and mm -hmm. I can see that a, you're a people watcher like me. You, 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 and, and that's just, there are people in the world who are what, what I call people watchers who yep. you, know, you sit back, you silently observe and you kind of take it. Okay. You know, like, you know, sometimes most of the time your first, first impression is people say first impression is very important. It is because first impression yep. is usually normally right. Normally right. Where there's smoke, there's fire. If, if it's good, it's good. Yep. If it's bad, there's yep. maybe something lurking. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can see that. And, and I can see too, from the research I did leading up to your show, uh, the works, the work that you've done with, uh, again, Stella Circle stuff, the food bank, this kind of thing. Um, your work in bullying, which I do want to touch on before this, this close it, because I think that's something that needs to be talked about anytime anybody's in front of a microphone. Um, yeah. But I can see that 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 your your platform is leaning that way, which is great, which is what I want to bring the next topic to is those three young girls who opened for you at 16 years of age, and you made their night when you said, okay, so like we're going to have to, at some point, write a song together and maybe perform again at Trinity Hall. I've heard from all three. They're over the moon. They're super excited. Um, what did you think of their performance? Oh my goodness. I was blown out of the water. Like you can, I, my parents and my pop will vouch for me because sitting in that chair, I was so zoned in on them the whole time. And like, um, I said to them as well, after the show, I said, 
there's like an idea of what people have. Like when they, when people say, okay, like we're going to have 16 year old girls, um, you know, sing a couple songs, people will, because it's how people work. People will create a, a, an image and a preconceived idea of what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want you guys to know that you shattered that idea of like what it means to be a 16 year old musician. Because I was like, you genuinely performed that. I said to him, I was like, you can just take my, the rest of my, like my set you want. Cause like they, it was headliner material. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, it was, I will stand like, next to you when you said that. So I can vouch that yeah. you said that. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just said to them, I was like, you're very like ahead of your time. Um, their song choices were insane. Oh, their stage performance, their chemistry, all of it. Like I thought that it was just like, so beyond their years. And I couldn't tell them that enough afterwards. I was like, I hope you know how good you are because you're really good. Like it was really, really good. I can't even imagine even their original song. I could go on for, for a really long time because their original music was unreal. Like Mm. I was not writing music like that when I was 16, my music at 16 did not sound like that. So like, I was really trying to tell them like, you are so talented. Please do not let this go. Please do not give it up. Like you are, it's really, really good. Like really good. Yeah. And it's even more shocking when I, when you tell people after the show, that's the first time they ever performed together. Like I mean, as a band, I mean, they've been friends since elementary school. They've played right. together many times, but to actually right. take the stage as part of a show as a trio was the first yeah. time. It was the first time they ever performed that lot, that original tune period, other than practicing like it together. Yes, it, and, then, and then the way that I think about it, because I was like, also that I'm like, oh my God, can you imagine what would happen if you have people like this? Like, imagine if they were rehearsing all the time and had a mentor to help them and da 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 like that could be a full on you are main stage ready mm. by in two years you're ready for like a huge stage that's what I'm saying like that's what I see when I watch people like that oh. because I can see that it's not just like a like a hobby thing for them like it's like true musicality you feel it in you you have the voice whatever so yeah that's what I saw with them like just true genuine like musicality and love for it which I yeah. love. Uh, I, I really appreciate that take too, because you, well, you echoed all the same things that I was thinking because you put them into words better than I could because of your background, I guess. Uh, but the one thing that stood to me from their performance, they did a, they did a cover of I'm on fire by Bruce Springsteen and Hillary took the lead vocal on that. And she has a very, the three vocals are incredibly different and incredibly unique and blend incredibly well. It's, it's sickening how good they are, but Hillary's vocal is really soulful. It's very, very soulful. So she took the lead on that song. And at the very first time that the, the harmony cut in for I'm on for, for the chorus of I'm on fire, cold shivers and 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 there was an audible response from 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 the from the uh the the crowd which is very hard to do mid-song everybody went or or, oh my god or wow i heard all those things i got a clip on my phone i just found today which i'll share at some point of the like you can hear the song but you can hear the audible response even more so Mm -hmm. mid-song because the harmony was boom pitch right on boom it was there Uh, so yeah, no, those girls are, 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 are got a lot of road ahead of them. And I'm hoping that, uh, I know they've been looking up to you for quite some time already. So that's really cool. Like I said, you're beating a new path. You have been for quite some time and, uh, to know that you're inspiring uh, some of these young, some of these young performers must be a, a real treat for you in itself. So, oh, it literally makes it worth it for me. hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. So I guess one, one more thing to talk about. Big announcement, big, big announcement, huge, even, uh, you're going to be working on your next record, hopefully, if all things fall in line. Produced by who? Greg Wells. <laughs> Greg Wells. So, um, 
Greg reached out to me as well after the show, and because he was keen, he's been keenly interested in Rachel ever since, ever since the beginning. Um, you, you came along really early on and, and expressed interest in the project, and said, you know, like if there's anything I can do for you guys, blah blah. I'm gonna be doing some touring uh, this summer. I'd like to get into the city because you know I've been in, I've been in the city. I've done that. I'd like to get it around. I was like, hey, well, let's do a show. And uh, at that point, sent along your material to Greg and everything else. He's like, yeah, no, she's she's really really good. Uh, and then, of course, you volunteered to come out as part of our, uh, I shouldn't say volunteered. Uh, we wanted to have you out, and then you said, yes, you would come out for our grand opening uh, with the likes of, you know, Justin Fancy, Kelly Loader, Andrew Rogers, mm-hmm. Ray Johnson. The list goes on and on and on. But we had a, a bucket list of, of grade A uh, talent and local talent as well that day. Um, and then, of course, we fell right into the show from last weekend, uh, which, again, was a sold-out show. I'll talk some more about that some other time because I did you know, no discredit to Rachel Cousins or the genre. I just didn't foresee it selling out a venue in Outport, Newfoundland. But what do I know? Right? I didn't either. Neither did my mother. So, like, nobody really did. Like, it was it was crazy. It, it, I mean, but again, it goes to show that maybe Newfoundland's ready for something different. You know, maybe maybe Rachel Cousins is on to something. Maybe there is a lot of that underground music that we need to start unearthing and getting out to the, to the mm-hmm. population. The world's become a lot, of, a lot more of a smaller place thanks to the internet and thanks to technology, maybe Newfoundland outports and venues are ready for something a little different. So I'm super pumped about it all. But anyway, back to the announcement. So you got an opportunity now to record a record with, with Greg Royal, with Greg Wells, hopefully under the Silly Cove Records label. Um, what do you foresee that looking like besides being the best Rachel Cousins album of all time? Oh my goodness. I think that it's going to teach me a lot about like making, I. this is how I feel. This is like, what my intuition is telling me i think that it's going to teach me a lot about making pop music i think it's going to teach me a lot about my capabilities when it comes to lyricism um i give up a lot of myself when i'm like writing by myself or it's hard to explain but i'm sure other artists get that feeling um i just tend to give up on myself because i don't dig deep enough dig deep enough so i think having a producer like greg who will also literally be a mentor to me during that time period um because of course we're making music together like that's huge that's how it works, um yeah. yeah i think that it'll be um really cool for me to have somebody like show me what we can do differently with my music and the things that i'm capable of releasing and just that kind of stuff like i think it'll be really exciting to experiment and, and use new sounds i think that it's like i've just i'm at the point in my career now where i'm like really loving to just branch out and read and um create with a bunch of different people i love co-writing i write with a bunch of different people over zoom um like i just said i just got back from halifax from working with another producer so i just love the idea of making music with different people because it sounds different with everybody you you make music with as well Mm. so i'm just really excited to see what it's going to turn out like and and what it's going to feel like to to make new music i'm so excited to to make new like pop upbeat pop music which i think is going to go really well with greg too so yeah i'm just really excited to see how it turns out just as much as everybody else is yeah i would say i'm mm-hmm. uh anyway the, i again pinch me moments uh getting uh-huh. mine it's one of those like the all these things happening to people who i've who i either know or have known of for quite some time uh at this level which call a spade a spade if 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 you were to approach said individual in Los Angeles and say, I want to pay you to make a record for me on a regular day, they might not even answer the phone. 
you know, right. and here, here we are with yeah. this, my point being not, not just as an example, but that's the level of access that we've afforded ourselves here now because of this project. And what an opportunity for you, for, for everybody who's been involved in this, to Claire Follett, to Summer Bennett's, to Billy Hickey's, to Farragale's, to the Yes Officers, to Courtney Wicks's, all these people who've been able to, even just to be able to pick Greg's brain is a million dollar opportunity. Forget recording yeah. an album, right? This yeah. is one of those things that I take advantage of on the, on the daily. I'm always asking him stupid questions. He must be like, what is wrong with this person? Is, 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 he, is, is he out to lunch? I'm asking him stuff at an entry level, you know? Yeah. Uh, but again, Greg being, being, being the consummate professional, he, he's, I mean, we, we joke and we, 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 get, we gouge each other a lot, but uh, uh, he's a good dude. And, uh, and I'm sure you're yeah. going to have a positive experience there. Um, mm -hmm. What I love about your music the most, and I'll close on this, I think, is that none of it sounds the same. So that's why when I'm picking up my favorite artists, and that's why you've been one of my favorites locally for a long time, is that uh, there's, I call it the Nickelback syndrome. And Nickelback will never, ever sign with SCR because I, I totally rag on them way too much. But I find that there are certain bands that one song kind of sounds like the next and I can't always tell them apart. Uh, right. That's not Rachel Cousins because, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a melting pot of music for certain. Everything from uh, Arrow of Love was one of my, one of my favorites that you co-wrote there with uh, Chris LeDrew. Uh, yep. I love that song. Um, again, let go caught my ear really early on and I'm not a pop music fan per se. It's not my, again, mm -hmm. I grew up on guns and roses and, and right. trad music as well. But yeah. again, my tastes have changed over the years and I'll listen to pretty much anything now and pick the good and the bad mm -hmm. out of all of it and, and let go really caught my, caught my ear when it came out. But more importantly, my favorite, one of my favorite songs, period, you've heard me say this a million times is aftermath and it's one of your newer ones. So to me, what that tells you from my perspective is that as you're continuing on, you're getting better. So, you know, you're 22, you've got a long road ahead of you. I think that there's, there's nothing but, nothing but good things to come. And I want to wish you all the luck in the world. Thank you so much, Ryan. And thank you for all you've done. Like our connection has also brought on a lot of like great things and a lot of great people. And I definitely appreciate everything that you've done for me and, and this podcast and all of that. I really appreciate it. No, no, like I said, when we can do these things and have fun at the same time, it's a win-win. Yeah. So, yeah, no, mm -hmm. thank you so much. And again, thanks for sharing the, the bench at Downey's Bank.